welcome to this episode of Conscious Design. I'm your host, Ian Peterman, an author of the book Conscious Design. And today I'm excited to have Carlette Bradley, CEO of the Masterpiece Consulting Firm. She's a coach, keynote speaker, mastermind facilitator. And if you look at her LinkedIn, a lot of other things around helping people with their mental state, their ability to function as you know, human beings. Uh, as we say. So welcome to the show. Good to have you here. Yeah, thank you, Ian. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so first, everybody loves a good origin story. So can you share a little bit how how you got into this and what really motivates you into this space? This is huge. I don't do coaching, but it's great <laughs> that we need people like you. So share that, share that story a little bit. Yeah, so the quick version, I guess, is, you know, I just identified maybe around 2016 that it was what I was doing anyway, right? Just naturally and organically how people engaged with me, trusted me with their deepest, darkest secrets, you know, would uh, refer to me for advice, whether it was uh, regarding their career or their personal lives. And I was literally doing it anyway, right? And so... (laughs) And when I had that epiphany, I just decided to, to make it official, you know, become certified and to start my business. Um, and the Masterpiece Project was birthed in 2018. Awesome. And you mentioned helping people in personal and business. Mm-hmm. I find it's, I've had coaches and it's usually hard to separate those two once you, especially with startups. Yeah. So when you're, when you're working with people, do you do you find that it's a cross between? Is it often combined or are you are you able to separate that a little bit more? No, it's always a cross, right? Uh, however, clients don't necessarily uh, identify that right away. So that's part <laughs> of the consultation where I help them, help them to identify that, you know, their personal lives is really the foundation of how they will be able to execute uh, professionally. And so uh, we probably get into that pretty quickly in the first session, (laughs) just about (laughs) how important it is for their foundation to be solid in order for, you know, other things to really manifest uh, professionally. Right. And mindset's a huge thing. I've I've interviewed other people about mindset. If you talk to any yeah. startup entrepreneur person, it's all about mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are, in, in your experience and, and when you're helping people, what are some of the areas that you see as really important, you know, to focus on? You know, there's so, there's so much we could talk about when we talk about mindset and, and your outlook on things. Like, what are your key you know, couple of things where you go, these are, these are really important to have, you know, put effort towards if you're, if you're going to start somewhere, where, where would that be? Yeah. So there's a concept that I introduced to my clients that called the breakup series. And what I empower them to do is to be able to break up with fear, procrastination, and the opinions of others. I have found mm-hmm. over the years that Those three focus areas are probably the most common themes that I hear consistently. Um, Those those are the things that have caused people to become stuck, right? They're unable to really just move forward. They become neutralized. You know, they're unable to actually execute on their goals. And um, and so being able to really 
identify those three common themes have helped me to really help my clients even more because, um, you know, with fear, it's just going to cause us, you know, it's like staring at a, a train wreck, like you literally can't move, right? And then procrastination, right. which actually was something I had to overcome, and sometimes it creeps back up, but <laughs> procrastination <laughs> yeah. definitely is something, you know, that people have to break up with, you know, we cannot... Uh, continue to not move towards the things that we are uh, pushing to the side. What you find is that when you go after those things, that's what you should have been going after anyway, right? It's never as bad as you thought. It's never going to take as much energy as you thought. It's going to be better. Um, And then the opinions of others, you know, we live in this uh, saturated culture of, you know, social media and imagery and all of that. And so people have a tendency to compare themselves and also to allow the opinions of others to really um, impede their forward movement. So those would be the three primary, I would say. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, fear and, and procrastination would get talked about a lot, especially in the business. Like, I, I don't know any entrepreneur or startup owner that hasn't had to deal with those things. So that's I feel like that's just yeah. like, across the board no matter no matter if you look you know look super successful you still are probably dealing and and i totally get procrastination always somehow manages to rear its head even even in my life it just pops up every now i'm like oh doing that again yeah it does (laughs) all of it and it's not a one and done thing right that's why mindset has a lot to do with awareness right you just have to be conscious of what your triggers are, what are the things that continue to pop up, and also conscious of what stories are you telling yourself, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oftentimes, those stories have no foundation, or they're really rooted in something that has happened previously in your life, and so what we see is the fruit of some other root that we have to get to and identify. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very true. Uh, I think it's great that you're, you mentioned, you know, the opinion of others. I think that's a huge, I have kids, so I'm very aware of a whole different world for opinions of others and how many opinions we all get on a daily basis, which is, I I don't know. I I don't know how I would have been a kid today. Uh, (laughs) it's, it seems way harder. So, but it's so true for, you know, people in business too. Like we kind of think about this, like, oh, well, we're adults, we're, we're fine. Uh, And it's not, not, and it's (laughs) not true. We're, we're not able to just ignore, (laughs) ignore those things as easily as, as we sometimes believe we can, (laughs) I think. Um, So, you know, when you're back to like how you work, right? Mm -hmm. So you start working through those areas, right? Those are your, you're going to find so much there. So that's, yeah. you know, a long time. <laughs> that's going right. to be a long time, continual. Unpacking, unpacking. <laughs> so long. Uh, and and in, in a good way, in a good way. It's always, yeah. it's always upward movement. Uh, is there, is when you're doing that, are there other areas that will typically pop up or that you find are attached to? those that are you know I guess this this next tier of things that we you start to 
unpack and and what's your process like how how do you go through I know everybody has has a little bit of a different process mm-hmm. so I'd lo- love to kind of piece apart how how you approach things and what's yeah what your unique approach because we all need we all need a unique approach there's no one size fit all <laughs> for this kind of thing no definitely and it takes work right I make that very clear up front yes. with my clients like this is not just uh, sessions where we just talk like you're gonna have homework and <laughs> you know you're gonna have to go away and do some things and um, one of those activities, right, or takeaways post-work that clients get is to, um, which is part of the process overall, is to sort of journal or list the things that they've been tolerating, right? Mm. So the concept around tolerating is that you're, you know, you're literally putting up with things that could potentially um, impact other areas of your life, right? So for example, um, one time, uh, I did the activity myself, right? Realized that I was kind of tolerating um, having a messy car, right? And I spent a lot of time on the road traveling back and forth, facilitating. And what I didn't realize is that I'm not the kind of person that can work in chaos, right? I'm not, chaos and junk makes me anxious, right? And so I'm spending four hours in my car every day in chaos, right? Right. causing anxiety for me. I was not at peace once I did get home and, you know, it was time to cook dinner and see my family. I, I just couldn't relax, right? Because I just spent right. two hours driving, you know, commuting and the chaos in my car was making me anxious. So I was tolerating that. And so when you were able to, you know, identify the things that you're tolerating that you can control, right? Because there's a lot <laughs> that we cannot control. Um, but the things that you can control, you list those, and then we tackle really creating some goals where we can minimize, you know, those particular uh, items. And uh, the other one is really identifying, I've mentioned stories that we tell ourselves, right? So mm-hmm. identifying, you know, the times that self-sabotage is really, um, you know, rearing its ugly head. Because oftentimes <laughs> you are really, talking yourself out of whatever right and some most of the time it's not other people you're talking yourself out of it right and so how do we then build your confidence well how do we then put things in place where even you know your morning routine perhaps that needs to change perhaps that needs to be adjusted so that your confidence level is what it should be when you have to tackle a particular project or meeting or whatever it is and so um that's a little bit of the process but the the toleration worksheet or activity is very powerful. Uh, there has never been a time where my clients have not come back and said, oh my goodness, right? <laughs> I'm tolerating all of this. I'm a mess, but at the end of the day, everybody's a mess. So it's, it's okay. But as long as you have awareness of the key, right? And yeah. you gotta have some awareness, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's super important, like this whole, it kind of seems like culturally we're we're getting to a point where we're saying okay we should all be aware more mm-hmm. and you know aware of what we're doing to impact other people but also what's impacting us because there's a yeah. there's a lot like you said there's a lot of tolerating and just yes. just coasting at tolerating and it's not right not really helpful and even you know the startups and and people that I talk to on on my business end when I do work 
a lot of it is people just become aware. They're like, oh, I realize now that this product is being thrown away and it's plastic and it's going to the ocean. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to fix it. So it's just, it's just aware. And I feel like it's kind of a cross. It's been growing across the board. So like mm -hmm. personal aspects, like what you work with, just sustainability and right. becoming aware of what we're doing. The planet is just, we're, we're starting to level up, which makes a lot of work. That is one thing it's doing is it's giving, giving us all a lot of work to do, but, True. but at the it's same so time we need to. <laughs> so it's good. It's all, it's all leveling us, but, but I definitely, it, it feels that way. And I don't know if you can, if that, what your thoughts are on that, like what you're seeing kind of it, just in your network and you do a lot of events and you do speaking. So kind of what, I guess, what would be your 10,000 foot read of what, what are the trends you see and, and what's kind of shaping what, what's getting people to, to do this? Well, I think people are, are they desire change to happen, right? Mm. It's, it's been this lull of time where we were tolerating a lot of things um right. and people have really come to identify that you know what i do have a stake in this i do have a level of responsibility mm -hmm. for this and i actually can make an impact i actually do yeah. have moments, right so people have realized this uh for you know a myriad of reasons so now people are like taking action but i think um you know over even during like the pandemic, like over the last couple of years, you're right. There has definitely been an uptick in people becoming more aware. It might have a lot to do with people just having to be still, right? We could not go anywhere. <laughs> There's nothing like being forced to sit in a chair. Time, time out for the world does have an impact. <laughs> right. And we were, we were sort of forced to face a lot of things, right? That we were kind of ignoring. <laughs> And right. sort of glazing over with our rose-colored glasses. And so then we were forced to, to face these things. And so now people want change. And I think that's what we're seeing, that there's going to be consistently, you know, a lot of change and a lot more awareness happening. Yeah, I think a good point you brought up is, is people are realizing that they can do something. Because that's definitely been... So we can we can point at environmental issues as, as a well what am I going to do right? right I'm just one person and I think that a good point is it does it does seem like people are more it's clicking in how you can do something like yes you do you do make an impact and maybe it's maybe it's because we all sat alone for a long time and realized that we can yeah. we can do a lot <laughs> by ourselves I don't know maybe maybe who knows I'm sure there's some psychologists and sociologists de de debating that right now and what, right. what actually happened <laughs> to us they're all. They're creating a study right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but it does feel like that. It very, it very much is that I can actually do something, which is, mm -hmm. there's, there's more, uh, I think it was a record number of new businesses started in 2020. Oh yeah. Like it's, it, people are taking, and always in a downturn, there's always an uptick in new businesses. So anytime right. there's an economic crash, but it was more than that. It was more than mm -hmm. just a downturn. So it, mm -hmm. a lot of people are starting to take action to do yeah. something, uh, oh, which yeah. is, which and is I great. I think people also realize like, it doesn't mean you have to do something big. 
like you know uh, yeah the misconception right people had that oh well if i'm not creating another facebook then that you know if i'm not you know creating a way right. you know no it's it's the small incremental you know changes and efforts that are really sort of having this snowball effect where we can see some larger you know impact and change and so i think that has a lot to do with it too yeah I, and i it's just a personal theory but i think one of the things that happened when the whole world shut down is that we realized we can do something mm -hmm. like we all we all collectively decide well we were able to shut the world down in a, in a matter of weeks <laughs> like that's that's not yeah. a feat that anything could have actually you know you could well a war has started and the world is not shut down so mm -hmm. like right. that that is a feat of humanity to pull that off in a short amount of time like it's not not something that we'd ever experienced in generations of that or that i know ever for mm -hmm. the big impact so that mm -hmm. and that was just a bunch of people taking little tiny steps themselves yeah. so it's like one of my theories is just kind of clicked in our brains like oh look look what we can do we can mm -hmm. we can do something right. now maybe we should apply it to something other than shutting down the economy we can go <laughs> fix something we right can, fix we, something. we, we yeah. proved it works now let's go do do something uh, even better for everyone totally so. i feel like we got we became a little more human again too right it's just <laughs> because yeah. There was definitely also an increase in people just wanting to be helpful, right? To oh. want want to actually create ways for people's lives to be easier, right? To give back, to be the hungry, to clothe those that are without, and to you know do things like that. And so there um, has definitely been. There was one night, true story. Like one of the things that I do also in the spare time is right, feed the hungry. So we traveled around the city maybe for two hours and where we knew the pockets you know of homelessness was right people had already eaten there were already like three other organizations that came to the areas where they were to feed them and they were turning us away <laughs> they they're like oh, that's, no, we're that's good. great that's great though i mean that's that's right? uh winning right and then <laughs> for that yeah um, and i've never seen that ever before right i've been doing that for years and that's I've, never been i've never heard of that yeah <laughs> oh the thought yeah i i feel like there's nothing like a little bit of uh, human isolation to make you appreciate humans again mm -hmm. and then <laughs> want to yep. go help like i know what you're going through because i'm i'm not feeling great either so right. let's, <laughs> right. let's let's band together let's come together. together let's just you know sing kumbaya just yeah <laughs> what, whatever it takes we're we're within arm's distance now instead of 10 mm -hmm. feet away waving across a fence in hazmat yeah. suits <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. completely yeah well so when you're back to what you do helping people through this uh and and coaching people what are who do you work with like what what's an ideal client for you who can you really help who do you resonate with uh when you work together yeah definitely so um uh, i would say about 40 percent of my clientele are small businesses uh small business owners right and so what i've been able to do for them is actually 
work with either um, as a coach for, you know, the owners or coming in to actually do some leadership development for their staff. Um, mm, okay. My second, yeah, percentage, largest percentage of clients are um, women. So, you know, women who are, you know, at the point of their lives where they are ready for change and a shift is happening and they're just trying to figure things out. And so, yeah, that was, that's my two greatest populations. Perfect. Well, those are both high need, high need populations for yes. sure. Yes. I, I work with enough startups and, and uh, well, I, I have daughters, I have wife, I have sisters, <laughs> definitely, definitely all can benefit from some good coaching is mm -hmm. them. So I, yeah. yeah, need more, need more coaches in that space for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, yeah, well, absolutely. Perfect. So just to just to wrap up uh for anybody that's really wanting to get into this i know you do obviously the one-on-one -on -one coaches you said some you know corporate level on small scale and you mm -hmm. also do uh speaking as well mm -hmm. is there do you do speaking for corporate how what's your do you have a circuit that you do where <laughs> where where can people find you get in touch with you see yeah. what you're doing join you yeah, definitely. So uh, my keynotes have definitely been by invitation. So it is a, a myriad of opportunities. A lot of them have uh, been at colleges and universities, you know, oh, speaking nice. to the student population just about either keeping their, their momentum, um, a lot of requests to speak to students about mindset shifts, the growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Um, certainly, uh, I've been invited to a lot of faith-based communities to talk, you know, to parishioners just about, you know, uh, having perseverance and resilience, right, in uncertain times, and really bringing some of this practical knowledge around awareness and really growth personally and professionally to faith-based communities, because oftentimes it's not necessarily something that's discuss, right? Um, so that's been really powerful um, and really rewarding there. Um, and, you know, anyone that wants to connect, also facilitate, right, these mastermind sessions on a monthly basis where anybody from the community can, you know, go to my website, sign up to attend. Um, it is a, uh, you know, a wide variety of topics and discussions, uh, generally for about 90 minutes happening on the third Saturday of every month. Um, and so it is an opportunity for people to come and really what I've titled um, the sessions for this year is to pursue 2K22. And so we are discussing, you know, what personal elements and what sort of mindset strategies and shifts need to happen so that we can be successful and to not become stuck. Um, and that website is the Masterpiece Project uh, info. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure in the description notes for anybody listening, all your links. We'll make sure you're easy to get a hold of and perfect. You work with people in so many different ways. So that is great. It makes it uh, convenient for everyone who, who can get, get working with you. So yeah, awesome. Well, absolutely. Well, I'm so, I'm so glad that we were able to chat. It's been great talking to you about about this. this is a very important subject for anybody 
doing anything. So pretty much everybody. <laughs> There's if you if you find yourself not believing you fit into the need coaching category, then you should see a coach about that. <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, it, this has been really great. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, same here. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Ian. All right. Thanks, Scott. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.